Meri kirihimite kia tātou katoa. Me ngā mihi o te tauhau. Merry Christmas and well wishes for the new year. E ngā iwi o te motu, e ngā kārangaranga maha, no piki mai, no kake mai ki tēnei hōtaka a te ahika. This is Te Ahika, Radio New Zealand National, Aira Fanai, the last one for the year. I'm Maraia Rakaraku. And I'm Justin Murray, and yep, seeing that this is our last show, we have a special guest panel coming up a little later on. Plus, you'll hear some of our favourite stories we've covered in 2012. Beginning with what we love doing best, stories at a grassroots level. Sometimes our work takes us to marae, fancy dinners, or in my case this year, driving through unknown territory in Te Tai Tokero. Or just staying put and sampling the local kaupapa. Te kura kaupapa māori o ngā mokapuna, Florence Whareiro, kia ora. Tēnā koe. What are you doing today? Uh, ko tā mātou mahi tēnei rā, hakapāwe hia he kanai. Uh, yeah, so we're just smoking fresh mullet on site. It's been uh, brined overnight. We're pulling it straight out of the brine, patting it off dry, whacking it into the uh, smoker. A couple of, oh, give us about half an hour or so for that to just haka māua, haka pai te, te kinaki ki rote te, te ikala. After that, really, 10 bucks a piece. Wow, and do you have, like, brown sugar in the... In, well, in, in the brine, we... Hei uh, tā te pāka, ko te kaupapa o te brine, he ori te ki te osmosis. Osmosis? Osmosis, he kupu pāka tērā. And um, what you do, it, it sounds a bit strange, but you put your fish into salty water to draw the water out of the fish. Right, kapai. But it, it, it's a standard way of brining and preparing kaitu uh, for smoking. So you draw the moisture out. I uh, to draw the moisture out. You, you do like a kilo of salt per 16 litres of water. Uh, you put a, a kilo of soft brown sugar in there as well, mix it all up, drop the fish in there, leave it overnight, pull it out, pat it dry, put it on the into the smoker. Half an hour later, sweet as. Oh, kapai. So um, you've got your setup here. Right. This is the smoker, just a, a drum. It's a, 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 a 44 gallon drum split sideways. With a hinge on it, uh, on the inside we've got the standard barbecue ring burner. On top of that we'll put a dish with the uh, maramara, the, the maramara manuka, the, the manuka wood chips. Yes. Uh, fire that up, get the smoke going, lay the fish in in a hangi, in a hangi basket. Fits perfectly just inside the 44-gallon drum. Muta tu tera na kapai, maoana takai. And who caught the the uh, the mullet? Uh, well, with the whanau, they had in a matu with the kupinga. Hey, kupinga, the kanai, the mea kari na koe ki hi. You can't, you can't get the mullet on a line, uh, but uh, good, good for, um, for netting. And uh, in front of me was uh, Jason Ake and his wahine Deborah. So what are you up to, Jace? What are you oh, doing? Oh, cooking fry bread. Yeah, man, you got a long line, bro. Huge line. It's been like this all morning. What does te rao te kupinga mean to those who perhaps don't understand what this day is about? Oh, the, for, the, for the kura. Being pragmatic, it means uh, we raise some money for the for the for the kura. for the local community. I think what it means is that they get involved with the. Uh... No, there you go, you go. Jason is just um, flipping his fry bread and he's making them as well. And there's only two of the men in here. Fry bread is pretty long. It's probably about 30 people lining <laughs> up. So what I guess it is, it's, it's a chance for the local community to come and and have a look at the kura. Um because given how the kura began, um, you know, it's it's. And, and I've got to say, the local community supports, and which is quite good. With Seatune also being one of the most affluent areas in Wellington yeah. and getting that level of support, I think it's a vindication for the kura. 
and also for the um, for the local community. Kia ora, the whānau from Te Kirukaupapa Māori o Ngā Mokopuna. Now back to that trip in Te Taitukirau. It was one of the highlights of my year and it was the first time I saw, experienced, Tāne Mahuta with Komatua Daniel Ambler. We're a three minute walk away from, oh, five minutes return. Gee. Yeah. Okay, just making our way across the bridge. Gosh, how many times have you been in, been over this bridge, Daniel? Many, many times. <laughs> yeah. So what's happening is, people are coming here, and the sprinkling ashes of their relations. We've got no idea of who comes in to disperse the ashes of their loved ones around the tree. No idea at all. Well, because it's open and it's not monitored. Yeah. Hello. Hello. And there are signs all over the place saying, keep Cody strong, please stay on the path. Yep. Passing a few people. Hiya. Yeah, it, it's good to hear the tui and the birds. You can hear them. I can hear them. Hear that? Did you? I just heard a... And did you hear? That is the pigeon flying. And this is where they spread the ashes around, just around the illustrated here. My goodness. That is huge. <laughs> How tall is Tanumahita, Daniel? The information is there. Okay, so trunk height is 17.7 metres. Yeah. The total height is 51.5 metres. Now, the total height would be including all the foliage and the leaves at the hidden branches at the top. Yeah, yeah. The trunk girth is 13.8 metres. The trunk volume is 20, 244, 244.5 metres. Mm. So what it says here is that Tāne Mahuta is the largest living kauri tree in New Zealand. Yep. It's difficult to estimate the age of Tāne Mahuta, but maybe that Tāne Mahuta sprang from seed around 2,000 years ago during the time of Christ. Wow. Is there a tree that, that's bigger than Tani Mata? Hey? Is there a tree that's bigger than that one? <laughs> Have you seen one? You are in the pres- presence of one of the most ancient of trees. Good point. Tane Mahata, the Lord of the Forest. Now, Daniel, on the signposting there, it says yeah. that the roots are quite delicate. So, yeah. people, how far away are we from the actual trunk of the tree? Here, here would be about five, six metres. That's okay. about all. Okay, and we're sitting on a... The roots go right under us. 
We're standing on a viewing platform here. Yeah. And if ashes are being sprinkled over here, yeah. they actually are getting sprinkled on the roots. Yeah, yeah. They are getting sprinkled on the roots. Yeah. And perhaps if you could explain why that is offensive to Māori. If you look at Tanamahuta, where we're standing, you're looking at us as a people. The land, the tree, are part of us. We can't be separated from the land or the forest. If you look at everything living, that's all part of God's gifts, including us. Tonga, treasures handed to us on a plate to look after that belong to, not just to us, but belong to the past, the present, which is us, and the future, which is the mokopuna and that that's coming. And what we're looking at now are part of the three. Because the children in their time will grow with what's here. Kia ora, Daniel Ambler. Now on that trip, I met couples whose marriages went a case of Boy Meets Girl marries the end, but Boy Meets Girl, Boy's whānau meets Girl's whānau, they decide if the marriage is suitable before it progresses. What drew us together, music and dancing. Oh, jitterbug. Oh, the jitterbug. Oh, yeah. And then, then they changed it to uh, jive, eh? Then uh, what was after the jive? Mm. Disco? Rock and roll. Rock and roll, yeah. Now it's a zumba. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we met um, dancing, really. We went to the um, Māori Community Centre in Auckland and uh, all the Māori bands used to play. Right down uh, Victoria Park. That, 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 that was our, we used to go to the Orange Oil, I used to, but then when they, when they uh, uh, opened the community, the Māori community centre down there, that's when uh, we used to all go down there then. So the music back then was, uh, wasn't that Bill Savisi? Yeah, all those, yeah, Yes, that yeah, kind of music. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. I loved the, the steel guitar, and uh, but there were lots of talented um uh, musicians during that time, and um, 
but not many of them were actually singers. They were mostly instrumental bands. Yeah. And, um, and, of course, the community centre always had plenty of Māori kai for people who lived in Auckland. Yeah, two and, and six, so it was a big uh, two draw card. Feed, big plate of kai. How much is two and six now? Uh, 25 cents. <laughs> yeah. So how much was the daily wage back then? Oh, about four, four or five pounds a week. Yeah. So you could get reasonably fed on 25 cents oh, yeah. out of your four or five yeah. pounds. <laughs> and how old were you? Then. When you met at the dance. Oh, I was only a boy. How old was the boy? <laughs> 20. Uh, he was um, uh, 25 and I Seven. was 17. We got married right on her 18th birthday. So how long were you courting for? Um, oh, too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, several months actually. Mm -hmm. And did you have to go through any formalities with your parents? Oh yeah, I had to come down here and and and, and ask for her, Tomo her. So this was a tomo? Yeah. We came down, and I, or my brother and, uh, came down and we picked up the kamatras from Karatu and came over here. Here to Firinaki? Yeah, to the... Yeah. Were you to, nervous? Uh, bit haurangi. <laughs> <laughs> Got yourself a bit of Dutch courage. <laughs> <laughs> well, in those days, the, the old people used to say, when they go to the pub, hire the hoko korero. Yeah, and so uh, it was my father who uh, called together Kaumatua from uh, from Pirinaki, uh to meet uh, with John's partner, and um, and so we had a hui hui together. Had you met his whānau before this? Uh, no. Oh, very few. Gally in them, yeah. Yeah, very few. Mm. And is this the way things were done back then? You'd see each other and then you would come and, and tumo? Oh, well, those particular times, yeah. When uh, we decided we'd like to get married... Um, we always knew that's what had to be done. And his uh, family told him that's what he had to do was to come and uh, meet with my family. And uh, so, and my parents also knew that's what had to happen too. And I guess um, looking back now, we didn't quite understand... Um, uh, the process too much, but we knew it was something that was um, uh, done by uh, by families, 
and now I realize that um, one of the reasons for that uh, being um, uh, to ensure that we weren't closely related so that families uh, hapu could meet and um, and talk to each other about the uh, yeah about the not just about the, the wedding, but about the whakapapa, uh, the connections, and um, and what sort of man he was, and uh, and I guess and the kind of woman oh, I was at the time, um, and so I also realised that um, it was to to give support. Uh, Fano and Hapu's support to um, uh, to both of us at the at the time that I wasn't just uh, we weren't just marrying each other, but we had a bigger responsibility than that, and that was uniting families and Hapu. Yeah, and I guess they knew that. And we were still learning. <laughs> and have sustained those values through your marriage. Yes. Which is now 57 years in progress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. John's almost 83 and I'm almost 75. And, um, and I guess those values have continued... Uh, throughout our marriage, we're both very much aware of the uh, wider uh, Fano links and our responsibility not only to our own hapu but to each other's hapu and how we work together. So our children have actually also been brought up in a similar way when we grew up. Uh, the kind of transport that we had was only horses. And uh, so we didn't even get to meet a lot of our own immediate whānau. And so in marrying, we have ensured that our children are really grounded um, in, on both sides of our families. And um, even though we live here in Pirinaki, we regularly go back to uh, Karetu, but also have family reunions and uh, go to most of the the hui and things like that. So that your kids know who each other is, yes. where they come from, yes. and the mokopuna know too. And in turn, they too come home, and uh, and they feel quite uh, safe that they know who they are. Mm and know who they belong to and uh, know who those queer and komatua are uh, back in our different uh, villages. Mm. Now, at the time of the, of the tomo, when you came here, how long did those discussions happen for with your whānau? And how did it happen? Did you... They had a pohiri, you... Yeah, we came up here on a Saturday evening and 
went all night. The Kōrero. Then, well, by the next day, oh, well, everything was all settled. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it did start with uh, my partner. Um, giving them uh, John's partner a uh, a porphyry whakatau and uh, which was uh, appropriate uh, for Komata. They didn't bring any wahine with him. This was uh, uh, I although my mother uh, was there uh, it was men who did the talking and uh, that is what happened during those times. It was the men who did the talking on our behalf, mm, like they do on the marae. So you had to make sure they were going to say what you wanted them to say. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did ask us uh, questions, but um, yes, they, they were already aware of, uh, of how we... Um, we felt and, and what we wanted and so it was just up to them to convey that message and say whether or not they agreed for different reasons uh, including religious ones uh, and all those sort of things. So there are maybe um, so Tomo there are examples of tomo where a couple haven't seen each other. Oh, that that was uh, the, the old ways, of, but it didn't happen all the time. No, uh, not necessarily. You can uh, know each other for you know a long time. It's just when when it comes to the marriage, you know, <coughs> that's when you got to go and ask. Right, so it's not not necessarily an arranged marriage. Oh no, 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 no. It's, it's not I do know some where uh, arranged marriages uh, did take place uh, among the parents alone, a and uh, some one of the reasons being finua that they wanted to retain. Uh, their land in in certain ways, and so they they sought um, an alliance with uh, different families. So you, it was actually a connection of families, and using the the children to to make that alliance. Mm. When it came to your own children, did you was the practice of tumul carried on? No. No, it had gone out of existence. Uh, I think we, we, we were one of the last last of the Mohicans <laughs> to be tomod. Yeah. So who were your were your peers at the time? Were they tomod? People around your same age group? No, no. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't compulsory, uh, you know. John and Icy Bristow. Now, when I first met this couple, we ended up exchanging details of where I was from, 
places they'd been to. And it turned out, as it always does with us, say, Justine, mm. that you know people that they know or they know your kuroa or they know your auntie or Two your Two degrees uncle. of separation. That's right. Now, take that experience. I travelled to Putaruru to interview Cameron Petley. Who was so popular in last year's season of MasterChef. And as we're standing outside the hotel, exchanging niceties, we realise, of course, we're related. And what about marae? Where are the marae? Uh, there's um, four marae to this area. Yeah. This is the uh, area Te Kaukaoro o Pātatiri. Uh-huh. We've got um, our Nātira, there's a marae. We've got a Whakara Tamaiti, the main road. And we've got a Piketu, that's out, out this way. And uh, Mangakari too is just down the road. Here, so. And which one do you fuck up to? Uh, all of them. I, um, <laughs> actually, my my father was um, he fuck up papa's back to Tupuna, and uh, my mum's from Waiohau over the Uriwera. So hey, we'd be related. I'm from over there. I think we are. It's about here we do that thing, that thing that Maori do. We call it whakawhanaungatanga. It's when you try to find those links between each other of places, of people, and as you do, barriers fall away. Or in this case, they crash to the ground when you find a relation. I, Cameron and I, are related. Great-grandfather was Hare Rakuraku, and he took the Hare name as his last name. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like close ears. <laughs> Kia ora, Cameron Pedley, who met with Mariah Rakuraku this year at the Masters table in Putaruru. Now, he's had a bit of a career change. <laughs> he now is the head chef at a restaurant in Cambridge. Kia ora. Oh, that's him in those ads we see on TV now. Yes. The hunting ones. Hi, <laughs> am Mariah Rakuraku. And I'm Justin Murray, and this is the last Tiahika for 2012. In our segment, Nā Te we try to get around to your marae around the country. And it could well be a marae you turn to should a natural disaster strike. Earlier this year, a dozen marae from the Wellington region gathered to learn how to set themselves up should such an event occur. So we're just moving around the uh, welfare centre, the mock welfare centre, and we're at accommodation. Uh, kia ora, we're the accommodation table. It's a bit like housing. Yeah, you're looking for something, you could call it out, they've got it, then you give it, you get a house. <laughs> so they come in here, and our first thing really is to, before they get here, we would have gone to the different agencies and completed an accommodation <coughs> form, which unfortunately isn't in our pack, but the runner's gone to get it from the supervisor, so we'll get those down. And that's really saying, what is it that the individual or individual, or the whānau, or whatever, what is it they want. Meanwhile, we would have done a list from housing, corp, from the local motels, the marae, private accommodation, a whole lot of hosts of things, uh, motor camps and so on, that is available. And we'll also have people saying, look, I've got a spare room, or I can take a couple at my place. So they come under the billets. We have temporary accommodation, and that may be where a family goes in for a short time, maybe there's something from... Uh, people say, well, I was going to rent that house out or we're not using that one, we're doing it up and all those sort of things. So it really is, what do you want? It comes there and we match people together. That's pretty much what this desk, desk does. Um, and so if we had the form, I'm sure we would have been okay. So we just wrote up a couple of examples. Joe Bloggs come in, one is one room. Well, ideal for a billet. Okay, somebody can take one person. We had a, the Kayo family come in, two kids, uh, three, two adults, three kids. Want a house where we got 
Housing New Zealand, of course, is the main one, and then we work through all the list of the other places that are available. Right. Another people that we thought about accommodation is the volunteers that come where they're going to stay. So maybe in this case they'd be on the marae here. So they're close by. So that sort of thing. So it's just a matter of what do you want, what have we got, matching them together and moving on. Well, we're social services and we're responsible to the centre supervisor uh, and, and our uh, brief really is to coordinate uh, the range of social services uh, that, that may have a need uh, for their services. Uh, agencies like uh, uh, Work and Income, Victim Support, Child, Youth and Family, <coughs> Social Workers, Counselling, Interpreters, Legal Advice, etc., etc. They make their way here. We, we, we first introduce them to the Centre Supervisor and uh, we allocate the space for them and privacy and, and leave them to get on. Our, our role is just to coordinate that as, as the clientele come in the door, we, we've just referred them on. But we'll learn as we go. Kia ora. Bill Rawiri and the Fano at Wainuio Mata Marae. Popularised by Howard Morrison, this waiata, up-tempo though it is, is actually a lament. That is a sad waiata, urging for Māori men who fought in the Second World War to come home. Now, he did go on to apologise for doing that to that waiata. Originally written by Hinare Waitua, this year I had a chat with his grandson Kahu Waitua, a musician who talks about a tribute documentary he produced about his koro. Uh, Grandpa was asked by... If Ngati Putanga would uh, perform for their return at the Gaiti Theatre in uh, Ruatoria in 1946. So, uh, yeah, as I said uh, earlier, he had just the one day because the next day they were arriving. And uh, so he wrote the song in uh, one night. And the next day, the Ngati Putanga, Kapahaka, Ropu got together, learnt it in two hours and then went that night to the Gaiti Theatre in Ruatoria and performed it. I, I, think, I think it can be best explained by a, uh, a thesis that my um, uncle, Koro Jews, wrote. as the first Māori thesis ever to be written at Victoria University in Wellington, and it was called Ngā Waiata Haka Ahenare Waitua, because uh, Uncle Koro on the Rangihuna side is closely related to our side. He actually... Um, he, he translated them, okay? So you can best understand, I suppose, the feeling of um, of the older people about uh, what was said in in Howard, uh, Sir Howard Morrison's version compared to the original. And if I could, I could just uh, read it out to you. Yeah, sure, of course. So this is um, the translation of Howard Morrison's version, Come Back Boys... Uh, into these arms outstretched, fluttering as a flag, the flag England over Germany. Come back, come back home in order to fulfil your hopes, fluttering as the flag England over Germany. And it just continues like that. Tomo my version, the original version, is enter boys into these arms outstretched to the survivors of the New Zealand Army, to the brave sons of this great war. 
Waiting for you. You have left many friends in foreign soil and among strange people. Kia ora, kahu waitua no ngati porau. If there's a single event that had social networks and media going ballistic this year, it was the reality TV show The GC. Following the exploits of Māori living on the Gold Coast, Australia. Yeah, and talk about attracting opinionated and extreme criticism all before it had even gone to air. And when it did... Damn. Damn. (laughs) One of the more negative comments was the cast weren't exactly doing any favours to Māori. They weren't even that Māori. Producer Bailey Mackey. Uh, What will define for me what a real Māori is because I grew up uh, with my grandparents in a 100% te reo speaking whānau um, and um, uh, yet my grandmother would uh, you know uh, encourage us to speak English and you know I, our, my um, tamariki atin kōhanga and kura kaupapa, but does that make it me any more real Māori than, um, you know, Nate on the show, Nathan, who um, has pretty much been brought up in Australia? For me, I'd say no, um, because you're a product of env- your environment, yes, um, and I also think that, you know, at the end of the day, um, uh, the question of cultures is, is really important, so uh, look, I, I, I don't, I don't buy the argument that they're not real Maori. At the end of the day, they have fucker papa Maori, and for one of them, um, she, she's a whangai. And, and for me, um, we are allowed to um, have that conversation in a really relevant uh, manner with a with a younger demographic. Maori don't even live like that. Uh, yeah, well, I think that I've got an overwhelming response that suggests they do. Um, so, uh, you know, I think what what the issue here could be is that we're not used to seeing Māori in primetime mainstream living like that. Too often, uh, you know, we sit at the top of some really bad statistics and the light is, it's easy to shine the light on those statistics. Yet, when we present Māori in a different way that even some Māori find it hard to um, come to terms with, uh, sometimes that sort of uh, big sort of paradigm shift or that sort of uh, perspective shift is is hard to take. It's scripted. Uh, no, it's unscripted, 150% unscripted. Now, have you been surprised at the overwhelmingly negative backlash? Uh, well, 
I've been surprised at the overall attention that the series has received. Um, you know, I've had sort of, uh, I haven't read a lot of the negative stuff. Actually, I haven't even read a lot of the positive stuff. But, you know, it's something that's really <laughs> split people down the middle. Dinner parties, trains, you know, going home on the train or, um, you know, in a cafe or something like that. Everybody's got an opinion on it. Um, and for me, you know, there's a, there's an upside to that. There's the ability um, to use uh, that as a platform to, um, you know, further push the debate about how Māori should be portrayed. I, I'm okay with people who say to me it's not their cup of tea and 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 that. But I, I'd also sort of uh, like to, um, you know, be offered the response or, or participate in the debate about uh, the presentation of of um, of my of my culture, you know, um, and you know I'm fiercely protective of that, and and I've been in this business long enough now. Started out in iwi radio um, and radio Ngati Pro in Ruatoria 13, 14 years ago, and for me, um, you know, this is sort of my evolution as a storyteller. Um, does that mean that? You know, my progression is um, more reality? Probably not. I'm really interested in doing something in the realms of a sort of political debate show. So, um, again, I just think it's about being diverse and also being relevant. And Bailey, just finally, what do you think is motivating the responses um, well, I think in, in, in many instances, often negative comment actually probably says more about the people who are making the comments than it does about what I'm doing or what the show is doing. So perhaps, and you know, I had a psychologist, a very well-known psychologist, actually come up to me the other day in a cafe and say that he thought it was really good and not to worry about the criticism because he felt that it probably says more about their lives than it does about mine. So... Um, I can't really answer that. You'd, you'd probably need to ask them. But what I would say is that, you know, um, uh, the sh clearly the show is going to be divisive and, and, and it's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, I I'm really proud of the work, as I am of Atamira. Um, you know, so I I'm really proud and, and sort of stand by um, both works. Nazi Porto producer Bailey Mackey, who at the same time of the GC showing had another programme, Ata Mida, playing on Māori television. And at the moment, TV2, late on a Friday night, you can see his other offering, the Aotearoa Māori Social Club. It's our last Yahi Car for 2012, so Anahe Maraya, what's been your highlights? There was the epic trip I took through Te Taitukiro at the beginning of the year, around the same time as the Hikoi against the sale of state assets was making its way down through to Wellington. Uh, kia ora, Lavinia, Mahina and everybody I met up there at the time. What about you, Justine? Hmm, so my highlights for 2012 would have to be, I reckon Māori music. Yeah, Māori music definitely came on top this year. We heard from uh, you know, Rhea Hall made a few um, headwaves this year, Macy Dicker, Owen Reader, you know, with his uh, solo EP. 
Yeah, so Modern they Music. They picked up a couple of awards. They picked so. up a couple of awards. at. Uh, he actually won the Maioha Award at the Silver Scrolls this year, so he's had a pretty good year. And another person who's had a really good year is uh, Lisa Carrington. Lisa Carrington, the single skulls at the um, Olympics. And she took out the major category at the Māori Sports Awards this year. Yes, that was the Albie Prior Memorial Awards. So, man, sports people, musicians, it's been a pretty good year for, for Māori. And what about Christmas, Mariah? What are you up to? Heading home, sleeping, eating, hanging out with the Fano. In that order? <laughs> Laughing, <laughs> crying, arguing. <laughs> uh, just the usual. <laughs> And you? Uh, for me, so actually for me, I'm I'm staying in Wellington this uh, this Christmas, the first time in three years. Oh, I hope it doesn't rain. I know, I'm crossing my fingers, but the whanau, instead of me going to the whanau, they are coming down here to ah, Pōneke to have a bit of a break from uh, Tauranga Moana. So, I mean, what is Christmas? What does it mean? What does it mean to Māori? That's a question we put to composer, singer, Macy Rika, and to blogger, Extraordinaire, Chris Hoodyway. Ah, tina kai te katoa ko mesi reka tō kuinga. Ko putawa ki te maunga, ko ohine mataro te awa, ko mātātua te waka. Ko ngā te awa, ko tūhoi, ko te arua, o kuiwi, ko te iwi whāngai mai iahau, ko te whānua apunui. Mai ngā kri a whārei ki te hirau, ki a whakatāne au iahau, ko waina ka te tangata. E ngā mana, e ngā reo, tēnā no tātou. Kia ora. A tēnā tātou e te whānau, papaki tūana ngā tai o tauranga moana ki maua, ui whakanukunuku hi, whakanekeneke hi. Ko Chris Huriwai tēnei, ko Eruake nei, ko maua o te maunga, ko tauranga te moana, ko ngaitarangi te iwi, ko ngāti tapu te hapu i te taho tōku māma, nō ngaitarangi taho tōku pāpa nō ngāti parau, ko ahau tēnei. Okay, so Justin here has just been doing gymnastics in the studio, Chris, because it turns out you fellas are related. Kia ora, Chris. I'm a Dixon from Matapehi. Oh, kia ora. Kia ora. No te whānau, no te whānau, hia moia Oh, from Waikari? Yeah, from Waikari. Two degrees of separation, Chris. See, oh, he eh? He tohu, he tohu. He tohu, oh, tohu. That's right, and I'm a rakuraku from Tūhoi. No te waimanakākua What does Christmas mean to you? Um, Christmas, oh, whānau, eh? This means whānau to me, coming together, having a break. I don't I don't usually do any uh, mahi on Christmas Day and New Year's. Um, I usually just hang at home, go down the coast. That's what I do every year. Go down to Omaio, you know, have a big hākari with the whānau, just chill out in the sun by the beach. Um, yeah, with all the kids and my aunties and my nan. Mm, go down to the church in the morning, and then by the time we get back, it's kai. So, you know, Macy, I mean, to, to the rest of Aotearoa, you are Macy Rika, you know, you're the kaiwaiata, atahua. I mean, with the whanau, I mean, does it feel to does it feel great, I imagine it would, that you take off your waiata portai and your performance hat and just chill with the whanau? Is that what it's like for oh, you? Oh, we, we still have waiata session up, you know, up in Omaio there. We still grab out the guitar and stuff. But it's just a bit more relaxed, you know. It's not as like everyone's joining in, not just me by myself. So, um, yeah, we always have the guitar out there. I mean, we started down there, eh? We... When we were young, and my brother used to always grab the guitar out, and we used to have to sing for our marshmallows and chocolates. So <laughs> yeah, it's just we we do it, we do that now with the kids. So mm. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, no pressure or anything. It's just yeah, chilled out time, have a sing song. My uncle plays and sings, and yeah, it's cool. nice. Nice. And the church as well. My my nan always it's the only time of year that I really like to um, you know get up and have a sing song. Um, 
but with no pressure, just I, I really want to do it. And sometimes I'm sick at the end of the year, so <laughs> I just I, I end up pushing it out though. And um, yeah, she just wants me to do those Christmas carols, you know, for the church and that. And yeah, that's that's choice. It's a nice little tradition, you know. And because I've got lots of things to be grateful for, you know, every year. So I definitely give that one one morning, you know, over and have a good sing song in the in our church. Mm. And what about with you, Chris? You're an Anglican priest. Something like that. Um Kaunated Tuata he Rafakamo Maharatanga Tefano Tanga Mai uh Ototatu Kuraiti, but Atsuitera I think for me it's about um it's about Fano, it's about friends, uh, and it's about celebrating uh everything that's good. And a central part of that for me as a minister in the Anglican Church is remembering um the really important message of this time of the year, uh and, and that is the, the birth of our Saviour into the world. So, Chris, I mean, but what kind of relevancy does religion play for Māori in this day and age? Well, I, that is a very leading question, if you've ever heard mm. one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, our, uh, here we fuck up on Otato Tiwi Māori. I think we've always been a faith-based, faith-based people. Of course, that doesn't mean that we're a Christian people. But it means that uh, a sense of taha wairua has always been important for us, and that's still the case uh, nowadays, despite um, everything to the contrary, saying that, that uh, religion is, is somehow losing ground. Take uh, Ngai Terangi, for example. Uh, two out of three people who affiliate to Ngai Terangi still uh, hold some sort of religious connection in their lives, according to the census. So um, I think it still is relevant, but we've got to make it relevant. We can't ring the church bell and expect our people to come to us anymore. We've, we've got to go to them. Now, and one way of doing that is you are part of a crew that's put together a blog called Rev Talk. Indeed. And I've got to tell you, some of the some of the postings you fellas have a hard case at the moment. <laughs> you've put up one about the Christmas message, but you've you've put up a thing about how ankle boots. <laughs> Ankle boots. Ankle boots yeah. are definitely a slight against fashion. Well, <laughs> you know, um, during, by day A, I'm this uh, Anglican minister. By night, I'm a bit of a fashionista, <laughs> even if I do say so myself. And I've, I've had this long held for Cardo that, that ankle boots aren't the way to go for people. <laughs> hey, man, you know, the 80s are seriously making a comeback, though, Chris. Well, my, my wife really Whitewash. disagrees with me on this. <laughs> Um, but that's okay, she's allowed to. But yeah, Rev Talk is about, um, our slogan sort of whakaro is connecting uh, whānau with faith. And again, that doesn't mean the Christian faith, but it just means something bigger than them. Um, thinking outside of the square, you know, we've got all this dialogue going in um, Māori society around unanga, around water rights, around foreshore and seabed. Um, but there's very rarely seems to be any mention of a tahawairua involved in that. For, because for a long time, I think, um, we've relied on that implicit nature of uh, taha wairua in our culture that we've sort of become a bit passive towards, it, and I think we need to be a bit more active about it. So then how did you think of putting that or that pānui, on Twitter? Like, are you trying to reach a, a younger, essentially younger audience? or? I, I think the nature of it is that um, us... Uh, three main minita who are involved, myself, Hidden Ika and Michael Tamihiri. Um, uh, uh, we're all young, so I'm mm-hmm. 25, uh, Michael's 30, and Hidden, I think, is about is knocking on 40. And so the nature of that is we'll attract people closer to our own age brackets. 
But at the same time, we're very conscious that it's a, it's a type of false advertising for the church. Because if you think you're going to go into an Anglican church on a Sunday and sing, see young Minita up the front, you're wrong, unless you happen to live where the three young Minita in the Anglican church live. So uh, we're, we're, trying, we're not uh, explicitly aiming for young people, um, but that seems to be who, who seem to be responding to what we're doing. And Macy, Twitter is something that you're into as well. Just the other day, you tweeted how Kelda to the neighbours for mowing their lawns at 7 o'clock in the morning. I know. Oh, man. And, and, I, and I was sitting there thinking, oh, oh I'd better shush. It might be my uncle because he does mowing thing. But then, I, yeah, he turned up later on. He says, no, no, we don't usually start till half past eight. So, yeah. But it is a lot cooler at that time of the morning. So I, I guess... You know, I can see why they would want to do it and knock it out early. But, um, yeah, no, I do. I get on there lots and um, just let people know what we've been up to and um, some of the things I've been involved in. And mm. you know, and I hope that um, maybe they'll join up. Like there was this um, kaupapa called Te Aha Ora. Oh, man, I had a really good time, you know, doing that kaupapa. It was, it's like a um, uh, some Māori perspective, you know, or traditional Māori um, antenatal type of classes. So, uh, yeah, with that and... And I thought that I had to get on the ground and do all that breathing stuff and have a partner and all that kind of stuff. But um, it wasn't even like that at all. So um, there was some great Zoe me and some great information and bongo. And I always um, sort of promote that sort of kaupapa that I like to get into, you know. And so have you two found that by using those medium that you've increased your audiences? Um, I think that I... Uh, I think you, you sort of attract the, the people that you want around you, you know, because you, you guys find a common, um, you know, things in common. Like um, uh, uh, there's there's other kaupapas that are out there and people ask me to total all those sorts of kaupapas and because I don't get into it, I don't put it up on my page, but then I put up on my page things that I do come across and, um, and then I find that, yeah, I do attract the same type of people. And, and that's cool. You want to do that. You want to attract the same type of people that are on the same buzz, same wavelength, you know, as you are and um, support each other in that. And, yeah, so I find that's a great medium for that. Are you mindful of representing a bigger thing than what you are? I mean, that's for you too, Chris. Um, I think one thing we've been really deliberate about uh, with Rev Talk is we're – we're really tentatively linked to the institutional Anglican Church, mm -hmm. so they don't explicitly endorse us, and we haven't sought their permission to do what we're doing. And I think um, while that's a bit tomaha, it's a part of the reason why we're doing so well, because one thing the church does really well is stifle initiatives, because they don't quite understand this thing called the interweb, eh? and and so it, it scares them quite a lot, mm -hmm. and and they just see hear all the horror stories that get reported on about statuses going haywire and rumours and all that sort of stuff. And so while, of course, all of us are ordained Anglican ministers, we're um, not explicitly representing the church, although I don't know how we couldn't represent the church given that we're ministers of the church, if you understand what I mean. Well, I guess it's the fact, I mean, it's also something in that we, we represent our whanau, our hapu and our iwi. You know, there's bigger things than just the individual. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's right. Totally, you know, when when um, I'm around here, you know, people are, oh, yep, that's, you know, Macy, the Hinefano, the Rikafano, you know, and when I go out of here, oh, that's Macy, you know, the Ngātau girl, coast girl, um, and when you step out of New Zealand, oh, that's that New Zealand, New Zealand girl. So, you, yeah, you do represent a lot more than just yourself. 
you represent a whole iwi, whole people, whole nation at times, and it's a lot of responsibility, you know. At the same time, um, it's an honour as well, and and I just you know just try and um, uh, hope that um, I you know try and keep the people proud and mm. proud of who they are and where they come from and. You know, try and leave a good impression, try and leave a good name for not only myself but for the whanau, for the iwi, for everyone. But I found that out when um, when we did the awards and we got some awards, I was like, oh, everyone was like, oh, congratulations, you know, that's awesome. And I was freaking out in the corner thinking, oh, no, what does this mean? Whatever, I bring on to myself, you know. Um, that, that's how I thought about it, responsibilities, eh? Yeah. And I, I think we sort of at Rev's talk, tread that line a bit too. So, you know, I post about the evils of ankle boots and how, no, although I love maxi dresses, <laughs> no one wear a maxi dress with a snapback hat. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, if someone sees me the next day taking a tangi on my marae, they, they can't just think there's that funny fella from mm, Rev's talk. That, you know, because right. at the same time, I'm still, a, I'm still a minister in the church, eh? So there's that, that really fine line between being relevant up. and contextual and then on the other side, um, pulling that back and being what our whānau, our hapū, our iwi, our people need us to be uh, when they need us. So at this moment in time, what do you think our whānau, iwi, hapū, what do you think they do need? You know what? I, I, I bet you could have guessed I'd say this. But, but I, I think uh, we need to really um, strengthen and empower our tahawairua. Um I, I think a lot of what's happening uh, in Māori society, poverty included, um, a large part of that has to do with uh, the fact that we've sort of we've let it go. And, and from my Christian perspective, that, that says to me issues like child abuse, tūkino tamariki, tūkino wahine. Um, if I hold to, the, to my that everyone's created in the image of God and I see the light of Christ shining within a child, how can I possibly hit that child, not clothe that child, not feed that child? Um, and, and so I think we need to form a basis of whakapono in our whānau and then build off that and everything will fall into place. But again, that, that's not a Christian, an explicitly Christian basis, although I would be biased and say that's the way to go. Um, I, I just think we really need to whakakahuatato taha wairua. Mm, to strengthen our um, spiritual side. And by whakapono, you mean um, a belief system, a religion? Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those, like, I, I always find find it easy to express my understanding of God and creation and Māori, eh, because they, it loses the convoluted sort of um, tainted nature of English. When you say religion, people think crusades and uh, yeah, all those bad things that fluttering. have happened. But I, I think Māori have a much deeper understanding of whakapono than just I'm an Anglican, you're a Catholic, you're a Ringatū, you're a Ratana. I, I, I think uh, we truly are a, a, a iwi whakapono, and that means we tap into this any faith system that offers our people life and life abundantly. And I think we need to exploit that as Māori. Practically, though, eh, at this time of the year, it can be difficult. There are other pressures pressing upon whānau. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I went up town yesterday, you know, I've had a couple of days off. I went up to town yesterday and, oh, my goodness, it was a man rushing. Everyone was grabbing all the stuff and buying all the stuff. And all I wanted to do was go in there and get some things laminated, you know, because we've, we've, we've been making, me and my son have been sitting down and making presents, you know, making calendars. He does books and all that kind of stuff because those will last a lot longer. People just get a bit too caught up in, you know, oh, buying stuff and, and my other my other friend was saying, Oh man, so I asked my nephew, what did you what what you want for Christmas and he can say, Oh, iPad 
Um, so just in reflection over 2012, this being the last Tiahika show for the year, you know, what do you think, um, what do you, which major stories do you think are relevant to Māori that have been in hi- a highlight for you, for you both? Macy? For me? Yeah. Um, for me? Oh, man, um, there's been some awesome kaupapa that I've been fortunate enough to be involved in. Um, for us, um, for our people, you know, there was the Barefoot Divas kaupapa, um, where all different wahine from all different um, places like Papua New Guinea, and um, we had some people from Tewi Moimuia, and um, me and Fiddy were the ones from here, and we got together and um, we did a big concert, and I was beautiful because um, afterwards young girls would be coming up saying, oh, you know, we want to do singing, you know, what, what do we do to be a singer, blah, blah, blah. And I says, oh, well, you know, aim for a stage like this. Aim for the Barefoot Divas type of stage where you can get up there and sing about who you are, where you come from. You know, you don't have to dress like anyone else. You can dress like, you know, yourself and, and, and how your people dress and that and just sing about, you know, all, all the all the kaupapa pertaining to you and your iwi. Um, so that was a huge kaupapa. Um, just off the top of my head, another one would probably be the songs from the inside um, mm. kaupapa that me and um, Anika and uh, Warren, Aruya and Warren were um, involved in. And that was, it was great, like, because apparently it had never been done before, you know, going into the prisons and taking the cameras and having our people on the cameras, you know, talking, their names, everything, you know, because that could be quite... Um, Quite scary for the victims as well, so um, that was a big kaupapa, a big a few barriers broken in that for our people, you know, just to see our, our people on the inside and, and that they are real people, just like you and me, and you know they they love and they hurt as well. So um, it was yeah, that was huge and 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 um, beautiful for both sides, me and um, and the girls um, that we're working with, um, and I guess stars of Matariki. We had a good time with them. Um, some of, some of the people I grew up listening to, like Betty Ann and um, Annie Crummer, and me and Rhea got up with them and you know, got to put on a big show for our, cool. for our people and people from all over came, you know, those audiences with their mokos and, and, and their parents and, of course, the kaumata. I love those audiences, you know, bringing them together for such a positive message. Um, Matariki, you know, Māori New Year. So, yeah, those are just a few just off the top of my head. Busy, well. busy, eh? And... and... 
Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora, Macy. And, and what about for you, Chris? What's been some of the, the, the highlights for you this year? Um, for me, this is going to sound really weird, but um, 2012, we lost some real rangatiro te ao Māori, eh? the mm. likes of um, uh, Peter Tepso, uh Honeka, um, all, all those sort of, uh, uh, almost a, a rianga, uh, John the Major, another one. Um, that a, a rianga of rangatira uh, um, passed away this year. And while I, I, I think that's hugely sad, I think um, that it, it offered us insight into what we have as Māori, um, that we, sort of touching on what Maisie was saying, we don't need to look to America uh, to follow trends or to get role models. We've got them here. And we often forget that until they all pass away. And so when um, a mentor of mine, Hone Ka, passed away, all of a sudden uh, the news was alight of all the good things he did throughout his life. If that happened when he was alive and we managed to exploit that mentoring potential that was just inherent in someone of his generation, then our young people uh, have something much greater to follow than, than Tupac or Biggie mm-hmm. or, or anything coming out of America. And so I think the real potential of, of our, our, our iwi Māori was revealed this year, not only in those passings, but in, in, even in the, the more uh, mundane, mundane, duller moments, things like um, the water rights dispute. Uh, um, bringing Māori together for a kaupapa is quite a hard thing to do. Bringing whānau together is a hard thing to do. And so to come together for anything... Uh, to me, is a sign of hope for our people that we do actually intimately care and are invested in one another. And that's a hopeful sign for me and something that we can move forward from, I think. Kia ora, kia ora, Chris. The water rights are huge, kaupapa. You know, um, the, I know that Coast is still celebrating now, you know. I get messages all the time. AC, we, we did it, we did it, you know. And, oh, man, I'm just so proud. And, and you're right, um, Arangatira, like Uncle John, you know, um, being there, right there up the front with us when we were doing that hakapuhiri, you know, um, to the Greenpeace people down the Cape there a couple of years ago. Um, that was huge. And just having people like um, Uncle Rick as well on the boat, you know, he's out there, our, our leaders are out there on the waters. You know, they're not hanging back and sending people out. They're out there. You know, that really inspires us. And yeah. that's a really good point. Like, quite often in the church, like I went on, uh, me and another Minita friend of mine went on the the march in solidarity with the ports walk workers in Auckland earlier this year, and um, we got a bit of stick from that from the bishops in our church, the hierarchy, uh, because they don't like to be too controversial and show their hand before they know all the facts, and that's fine. But I think what Maisie is saying is true. Way eh? wherever our people are. Our leaders, our people, we all need to be there with them. Mm-hmm. It, it almost gets to a point where the, cope, the, in, the intimate details of the kaupapa don't really matter, but the fact that our people are there in numbers means that we need to be there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was just talking to my auntie, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying, you know, Māori first, mm. Māori first. Aye, and aye. then, you, you know, you go with those kaupapa first and then, you know, worry about the other things later. Yeah. Aye. Hopes and dreams for the new year. Just to um, carry on doing what I'm doing, but we, we've got a, a, a big copepa ahead of us next year. But we're having another pupi, so um, I, I, I can't wait to have a bit of a rest. There's a bit of a gap between my my big boy and this one, so been waiting for this one for a very long time. So mm. very very excited, and um, yeah, that's our copepa. Still do our mahi waiata, but 
at the same time, um, you know, this next next um, well, our next baby is a big blessing for us. So uh, that's what we're all about next year. New life, new beginnings. <laughs> 2013 is, is going to be a big year in the lead-up to quite a big uh, celebration for uh, the Christian Church in New Zealand uh, commemorating the return of uh, the return, the arrival of the gospel in New Zealand with Samuel Mars and Rua Taranuihi up north in uh, Christmas Day 19, uh, 1814. Rather. And so the lead-up to that's happening all next year. And a cool kaupapa that's being run at the start of next year is uh, tracing the, um, the, the hiding, I suppose, of the gospel in Ngāti Purau. Uh, following the track of a fellow named Piripito Matakura, who was the missionary uh, in Tangati Purau. And so that kicks off next year with a group of young Māori from all over New Zealand heading up Hukurangi on the 1st and then spending a few weeks together um, learning haka uh, written by people like Mohi Ture, who was an Anglican priest, but also um, practiced whaiwhaia and makatu along the way as well. Um, haka like Tihei Taruke, Ruo Moko, Wera Miakatoa. And so it's... Um, Straight into business for me in the new year. Unlike some people, Christmas Day is one of my busiest days. So mm. midnight mass the day before and then karakia on the day as well. But it's still, um, I'm really excited. It's a really cool part of the year. And it's summer, so that's always good. Mere krihi mete ngā mihi nui mō ngā rā o te tauhau, tēnā nō tātou, kia ora. Before uh, Matua Hone died, he, he wrote, he was a bit of a poet as well as a, a hard fellow to get along with. Tui tu te rangi, tui tu te whenua. Tui tui te aroha o te atua, tui tui ona manaki tanga katoa. Mauri ore te karaiti te kura hautu o tō mātou kura tiwaka, matua tama wairua tapu. Amine. Mere kirihi me te kauta. Kia ora kōrua. Ai. Kia ora. He mehi tēnei kia koutou katoa e are taringa maina ki tēnei hotaka a tiahika. Thanks for all your emails, mail and messages over the past year. Now, there's the whakatauki, mehe mea he pai ki muri, he pai ki mua. Now, what that means is, if the back's running well, the front part runs as well. It references all the peeps behind the scenes. So, a big ups to our operator engineer dudes. They are the mantis that make us sound great every week. Mark Chesterman. Gareth Watkins. Will Saunders. Chris Keogh. Jason McClelland, Matt Thompson, Shannon McKenna, Phil Brownlee, Daryl Stack, Jeremy Veal, and Steve Burridge. To the wahine at InfoFind, Emma, Yumi, and Yvonne. Our colleagues in features, Rosemary Langitawira, Lois Williams, and Andrew McRae. Marnie Dunlop and Natalie Mankalo. And then there's a the music library. <laughs> Mike Hector. Mike Hector. <laughs> you other Jeremy Tate. Jeremy Tate, who on cue uh, always provide the music that you hear every week on Tiahika. And especially to you, Fano Ma, for all your total support. Hey, and our own Fano as well. You have to put up with the late nights, us going away for days on end, travelling. Aye, aye. te take keikone mawa ko maraya e, e hiki e tautoko mm. ngā kaupapa Māori uh, kia tātou katoa. Nā reira, mere kiri himite kia kaupapa katoa te whānau. Me ngā mihi o te tau, arā, ko te mia nui, mā tātou, hei manaki, hei tiaki i tō tātou whānau. Aye, that's right. Look after each other. Keep safe. See you next year. Mai te whānau a te ahi kā kia tātou katoa. Mauri ora.